This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. A la llegada, upon arrival. I arrived in La Paz as four Roman cokes joined forces with an altitude-induced headache. The other volunteers in the group had accepted the airline's complimentary drinks, and I assumed this is what people did on international flights. Now I stood in the tiny airport that teetered on the rim of the bowl-shaped valley of the city, feeling exhausted and unprepared. Wood-paneled walls didn't keep out the chilly air blowing across the high plateau. The t-shirt I had put on the night before in Miami provided no warmth. I forced myself to stand up straight despite wanting to lie down under something soft and warm. It was 7 a.m. and I was 13,000 feet above sea level. I stepped into a quickly forming line leading to a Bolivian immigration official. His pale pockmarked face and broad unsmiling cheeks made me wonder whether he was part Indian, native, indigenous. Bolivia had four million indigenous people. That was almost twice as many natives as in the United States. In Bolivia, Indians were the majority. I bit my lip to keep from grinning. The Bolivian official scanned passports without a greeting or a smile, quickly looking at each person's face, then back at the passport. I stepped in front of the table where he sat and pulled my stiff passport out of the fanny pack my mother had given me before I left Oregon. The other volunteers shuffled toward the immigration official. I had met them only 48 hours earlier, but I already knew exactly how many brown people were in the group. It was a tally I always made. A cute Latina from Texas, a mid-career Mexicano, a Puerto Rican man, an athletic Filipina from California, and a broad-shouldered Filipino who made occasional self-deprecating jokes. I didn't like the term minority, but in this case, we were. The remaining 20 volunteers looked like those combinations of Western and Eastern European identities that qualify as white in the United States. Did anyone wonder what I was? My dark brown hair and olive skin gave me a vaguely ethnic look. Teachers and curious grocery clerks usually guessed Hispanic or maybe Greek. My identity was a tailless donkey they had to pin the right kind of brown to. The immigration official looked up at my face and then down at my passport. I was excited to be standing in front of a Bolivian for the first time, but the formality of the moment made me nervous. His thick eyebrows moved up and down as he scrutinized me. Then he stamped it, handed it back to me, and reached for the next one. That wasn't what I had expected. Thank you for coming to my country. I can tell you're more serious than any of these gringos, said no one. I looked around at the other officials. Didn't my sincerity show through my olive skin? Maybe it was too early in the morning. Maybe they were rushed. I waited an extra moment to give him a chance for a second look or a nod of his head. Certainly the Bolivians would eventually recognize that I was different from the others arriving from the United States that day. They would see that because I was an American Indian, we shared a connection. 
Coming to a country like Bolivia, a country full of native people, had been the secret wish held in my heart as I filled in the spaces on the Peace Corps application. Couldn't they see that my commitment was more meaningful because I was native? The person behind me sighed and I reluctantly moved forward.